The following podcast is brought to you by Radio Southland and New Zealand On Air. Radio Southland is a community access media station based in Invercargill, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, radiosouthland.org.nz, for our contact details. Art is Our Perception is proudly supported by Arts Manehiku. Check them out on Facebook. This is Radio South on 96.4 FM. You are listening to Art is Our Perception, a show brought to you with thanks uh, to Arts Manehiku, uh, the arts advocates here in the South Kia at artsmanehiku.co.nz is their email or check out their Facebook page. Stand-up comedy is an art form in itself. I had a go at it back in the 90s. I don't think I've ever been so terrified in my life. I'm not shy when it comes to standing up in front of a crowd, but I don't mind saying in those instances for a five-night run, I was packing. So it's developing into quite the art form and becoming a a genuine thing uh, right throughout New Zealand. There are some Invercargill comedians who uh, are touring around still, uh, both uh, nationally and internationally. Um, And so we're going to find out a little bit more about what life in comedy is like and also uh, take the gratuitous opportunity to promote a show that is coming to town because we do like to promote live shows. We've been pretty much starved of them for two years, so the opportunity to get back out into the theatre and support arts coming here as well as the arts from here. So with that in mind, uh, Seven Days, you're all familiar with the television show, of course, and some of you may have seen it live uh, when it's been touring around. There is another tour coming, uh, and it's on Friday night, the 10th of June, here in Invercargill at the Civic Theatre. So this week, I'm going to catch up with one of the stars of Seven Days Live and someone who's been a part of the show for a few years, Ben Hurley. This is Radio South on 96.4 FM. It is a pleasure to uh, welcome onto the station ahead of the new Seven Days Live Tour, Ben Hurley. Ben, how long have you been involved with Seven Days? Oh, right from the get-go, mate. I, I named it. So um, without me, it would just, uh, I don't know, what would they call it? Uh, a week or, uh, um, yeah, uh, I don't know what they, call, what they would have called it. But you're right. So um, how long's that? About uh, 13, 14 years? Yeah, it'd be like that, at, at, at least. Um, did anybody back in, uh, for the original crew starting out, imagine how successful and enduring it would be? No, God, no. In fact, um, this isn't about the, the crew, but I remember an executive um, I bumped into her um, about a week before we started, and she said, oh, you're on this new show. And I went, yes, and she goes, oh, well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, she's no longer with the network. <laughs> well, at least you haven't done a spin-off show about a radio station. That doesn't necessarily always work. You're also a writer for the show. So what type of writing is involved for a show that that has a whole lot of ad-libbing? Oh, well, look, I should probably update my bio because I'm not a writer anymore on the show, but I was for 11 years. And, um, yeah, I get, all Jeremy's um, jokes are, are written for him. Uh, Thank because- God. You know, he needs the help. Um, but it's a lot of, there's a lot that goes into putting the show together. So, uh, you know, choosing the stories and, um, you know, uh, coming up for games and, and, and that sort of jazz. So, yes, I did that for 11 years, but um, gave that up uh, last year. 
Well, yes, and, and you've moved into, uh, shall we say, television journalism now and uh, regularly also <laughs> appearing on, on Seven Sharp, um, mostly stories to do with food. Yeah, usually food or travel. So, you know, they're, 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 it's... Um, Oh, lately I've been going around New Zealand trying to find the seven underrated wonders of New Zealand. So I was sort of near your neck of the woods recently. So it was in the uh, Tiano Glowworm Caves and mm. also did uh, Doubtful Sounds. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's been a great um, little little gig, to be honest. Well, you, uh, you really um, put your body on the line because I, I enjoyed the uh, the visit to Wellington on a plate and some of the stuff that you had to oh, eat man. there. The black burger, yeah, yeah, no, was, rather you than me, but the, there was some great monstrous burger in the end and I just thought, holy heck, I can only think of one person that could polish that off and it's not Ben. You had a good go, though. No, it's not. Well, maybe, maybe when I was younger. I don't know what it is. As you get older, you want to eat less. But... Um, uh, yeah, that was ridiculous, and that was uh, some sort of challenge. But um, you know, I don't think anyone's actually done. Uh, you get the you get the burger for free if you eat it. It's uh, one of those um, one of those things. But uh, apparently, somebody did it in the time once, but they didn't get it for free because they had their friends help them. So uh, there you go. right. So on the Seven Days Live tour this time round, uh, Jeremy Corbett, along with Paul Ego, Di Henwood, Justine Smith, Josh Thompson, Laura Daniel, and yourself—that's quite a stellar lineup. Yeah, it's sort of the it's sort of the OG lineup. So um, you know, we're all working on um, various different projects uh, these days. So the um, the lineup is is a lot more rotational. But um, yeah, this is kind of the original lineup with. With probably the the added extra bonuses of Laura Daniel, who's become you know one of our favourites and staples of the show. So um, yeah, people can kind of uh, you know the the old fans and the new fans can and come together and, and experience. Uh, it's a bit like you know when when a band tours and they and they have to say <laughs> it's mostly the original lineup, <laughs> apart from the ones who I, died I, along I think, the way. Yeah, we've all been to bands where. Uh, where it's like, all right, this is uh, this is the the son of the of the cousin of the guy who was the bass player of CCR. Yeah. Did you ever imagine um, when you first decided to to make a career out of comedy that it would become the opportunity that it has for for so many now? I mean, our scene seems to be so healthy. God no, I I, I grew up in South Taranaki. I grew up in a little town called Howard, which is about the same size as Gore, um, and. Uh, and you know it was never an option <laughs> to do something like this. So in fact, I, I remember when I was fourteen years of age being asked what I wanted to do for a living, and and we had to fill it out on a form. And I thought that was a ridiculous thing to ask a fourteen-year-old to do. So I wrote male model um, <laughs> as a kind of a protest. And then I actually, I actually remember crossing it out and thinking, I know something even more ridiculous. And I wrote stand-up comedian on it. So that somewhere is in the. Um, the, the you know the the files of of Harwood High School ex students is my same stand up comedian <laughs> from 1994. My wife was a teacher in Harwood for a while. She speaks very fondly of it. Uh, I don't think you'd have had a beard back in those days. Um, n- now that I did, I've had one since I was eight. How come your beard is not only consistently so lush, but you seem to be lacking grey? Oh no, it is the grey is is well and truly. Uh, come in. I, I, I tell my kids they're called uh, cool stripes, but um, <laughs> they are—they are anything but. No, the grey is here. I, I reckon another year I might be full Santa Claus. 
Excellent. Ho, ho, ho to that. Uh, with yeah. the tour, for those that have never seen the Seven Days Live show, uh, each of the comedians uh-huh. comes out, you've got your own uh, slot, and then you come together and, yep. and do a, I'll call it a version of the show. I guess it's kind of what the show's like before it hits the editing floor. Um, because very it's, much so, yeah. It's very raw. It is, yeah. So it's... Um yeah, especially now that the show's on at seven thirty and at night, so this is definitely the, the ten o'clock version. Um, but yeah, the, the stand up in the first half, uh, you know, is sort of a showcase of some of the best comedians in New Zealand, and then um, and then yeah, we come together and do the, the, a very very loose version of Seven Days in the second half. We always have local stories. We have uh, we get local people out of the crowd to do, to draw pictures, and um, yeah, every show's different. So uh, it's just a great time, you know. Um- for all these great comedic minds together f- for this tour, how do you move from one town to the other? You're all in a fleet of Suzuki Swifts, or do you get a a, um, uh, a minivan, or is there some form of private jet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the uh, we're on the jet stream. Um, <laughs> private jet, absolutely. Yeah. What's it all like uh, being no, in close quarters no. together for so long, though? Oh, it's uh, it's really exciting for the first couple of days. Everyone chats and stuff, and, and within two days, everyone has uh, their headphones on and um, and having their own time. But yeah, some of some of it driving, uh, and some of it flying. Um, Jeremy Corbett is a real uh, plane nerd, so he uh, he he gets on his uh, he's on that very early and chooses all his seats, so he gets the best views and. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, um, he likes to be up by the engine so he can uh, assess the, um, the the flight plan and uh, what what's happening with the throttle, uh, <laughs> things like that. I'm, I wish I was joking, but I'm not. Uh, that's, oh, that's that's really quite yeah. um, uh, sad. Uh, for yeah, the sad, yeah. for, for the shows when you've been going around doing them in the past, what are the moments as you've gone around the provinces that stand out in your mind? Um, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure I can say. There's some people in Wellington uh, years ago which uh, had been, I guess, so entertained by the show they uh, slipped out into the alleyway and, and got amorous in the in the alleyway. So uh, Justine Smith and I um, stumbled upon them. So that, that that image is in my head forever. I'm not sure that I could get that out of my head either. So apart from seven days and dogging, um, it's going to be a fabulous tour. And in Vicarga, we get the fourth show. So it's coming up uh, Friday the 10th of June at the Civic Theatre, which is a a room you'll be reasonably familiar with. Those people wanting to get along, and you should, uh, you can book through Ticketek. A great lineup once again um, with with the lineup of uh, Jeremy Corbett, Paul Eager, Di Henwood, Justin Smith, Josh Thompson, uh, Laura Daniel, and of course Ben himself. Ben, when you're listening to uh, your headphones when you get to the fifth or sixth show and, and you don yours. Yeah. W- what music are you playing? Uh, I don't really... Uh, I have a very broad taste, but um, it depends on my mood. You know, somewhere, some days it's uh, some, some light 70s funk. Um, other days it's some... Um, Sort of some, uh, you know, heavy metal, depending on uh, <laughs> depending on how things have gone the night before. <laughs> I think I like you even more, Ben Hurley. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. All the best for Seven Days Live the tour and uh, in Vicargo at the Civic Theatre Friday, June tenth. Thanks for your time on Radio Southland. No worries. Thanks for having me. We'll see you soon.
Thanks, Ben Hurley. Look forward to catching up with Seven Days Live at the Civic Theatre on the 10th of June. Something that is coming up uh, at the beginning of July 1st and 2nd of July at the Ascot Park Hotel is another exciting travelling show that has to do with the art of drag. Queens Go South returns to Invercargill. So let's find out a little more. This is Radio South the 96.4 FM. It is very exciting to be able to reinforce the fact that if you haven't heard, Queens Go South is coming back to Invercargill. It's brought to us by Chroma, who brought the first event. There was a second that was planned for last year, but you know what the last two years have been like for organising events. Beth Duffelbrooks and Bridget Forsyth from Chroma join us. Congratulations for being able to nail a date in the calendar and get the uh, event events back. If we wind back the clock, Bridget, because it was close to your birthday when the first Queens Go South happened in Invercargill, when was that? So that was 2019, and that was the, you know, we decided to put the show on in Invercargill. Um, we weren't sure how it was going to go, to be honest. I was like, ugh, I've never run anything like this before. This sounds terrifying, but sure, if you guys think it's a good idea, <laughs> um, I guess we'll have a go. And um, it actually really surprised us. We put the tickets out for sale. And before we knew it, the Ascot were calling us being like, um, so your premium tickets have sold out. Do you want to like try to get some more premium tables? And we were going, oh, it's more popular than we anticipated. And yeah. So then when we decided to crack, um, well, crack on again, the team convinced me that we should do it again, which I was again, I was like, oh, terrifying, <laughs> big event. Um, we decided to put on for two nights this time. And yeah, we tried scheduling it for 2021 and then went into one of the many lockdowns like a few weeks out. So here we go, trying again, July 1st and 2nd, 2022. Must have been an easy decision, though, to decide to want to put the event back on, um, considering the resounding success of the 2019 one. I think um, the fact that it sold out so quickly was really, really encouraging. I mean, this is, this was one of the first high-level drag performances that Invercargill had seen for, for a while, if not the very first one. Um, the queens are so good at performing together and have performed together for, well, lots of different occasions and it was just really exciting to have them down here and I think because um, they had such a warm welcome and because the event went so well and of course we had SIT um, engagement as well with their fashion segment and working with transgender models from within the community there was a lot of support. And my god didn't you find a star in that department? Oh, yeah <laughs> Steph Travis did an amazing job um, not only with her own her own work for, for the show but also for the girls for the queens putting together their their um, costumes was absolutely amazing um we and had, it was really nice how how the queens reflected that back as well they, they loved sincerely it. appreciated yeah. what she done which was which was nice and actually those those dresses um some of them are on show at Valentine's in Christchurch for their pride oh, I, I saw that there was a, a window display yeah. that had gone up. So that's really cool as well. So we're, we're really honoured to be a part of, of the Queen's Journeys and that, you know, they're collaborating with us again is very, very cool. Um, the reason for putting it on for two nights was that the last time was such a success and it sold out so quickly. Um, we know a lot of people were really disappointed not to be able to get there. So two shows this time, two nights. Um, hopefully we'll give everyone an opportunity to get some tickets. We right. don't have the SIT component this time because things have changed a bit, I understand, in their program. Mm. So uh, 
disappointingly, it's just our amazing drag performance. <laughs> they're going to be awesome. Tongue in cheek because they're absolutely fabulous and they carry the show. This is what they do. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, it is amazing. a hugely professional act. They're phenomenally well drilled. Uh, Tom and I were talking a while ago, and it is it is one of those beautiful, larger than life mm-hmm. releases of just joy, laughter, color, dance, music. This this yeah. great buffet and such a variety. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you say, absolutely. It was just everything. They are brilliant, and what I really love about them as well is their their own ties to their community and to their history as drag performers. Um, you know, either as trans women or you know members of our community. You know, they really respect and appreciate what they do and enjoy showing that to other people so it's really inclusive and we really love that kind of visibility and that representation yeah it celebrates our history you know because for years gay men would perform as drag performers um we have trans people in the community who perform in drag, gender illusionists. It's it's all throughout our history. I mean, anybody who knows a bit about the rainbow history knows that, you know, back in Stonewall, we were led by trans, black trans women, you know? Um, so yeah, it's... Yeah. Like, they laid the foundations for a lot of the, the legal protections that we as a community enjoy. Um, so it's really cool, you know, when we've got these amazing performers sharing some of that history with us and particularly with coffee with the queens as well which is on the sunday which is a free event open to all ages it's a really amazing opportunity to sit down with these people and find out a little bit more about who they are and what their connection means and you know what their story is and why they perform yeah i mean coffee with the queens at the last event apart from having coffee and you know scones with jam and cream or cream and jam depending on which way you want to dunk it uh on a sunday morning is always a good start but the conversations were so powerful uh, and it was such a, a privilege to be there hearing these stories and and of course because the the two nights of the performances are R eighteen. Yes, it they meant get a that people who are under yes. the age of eighteen were able to come along and that's and hear what I love. Queens, uh, Coffee with the Queens was my favourite, but personally, um, I'm not into showy fancy events and stuff. But Coffee with the Queens was where we really could connect and hear their stories, and they they spoke about their own journeys as to why they got into drag and the various worlds they came from. And you know, it was just a really nice time where we had people of all ages. You know, we had these young folk. You know, right ones and then we had a man in his 70s finally feel safe to actually stand up and say I'm coming out here in this room I feel safe enough to say I'm gay and he'd never felt that way before that was a very very powerful moment which I don't think you know everybody is sitting there going my goodness did that just happen yeah we were all just brought to tears it was so beautiful that this was a space that he felt safe so from a crime perspective can I ask how the community felt after the first Queens Go South? A lot of pride. I think there was a huge amount of pride and feeling that all the work that we do to support our community is visible, appreciated and supported. You know, we are a minority group and there are more of us in Invercargill than anyone would ever imagine. Um, But yeah, I think as as a group, there was a lot of pride and a lot of... um, And seeing the ally support out there as well was really good for people in our community because, of course... Like, the people who attended the show of Queens Go South, the one that was then back in 2019, lots of those people were 
allies were cisgender um, heterosexual people that came along to enjoy it but our community was there too and could look around and go these people are okay with me existing. Yeah, you like know? I'm safe here. And I think, you know, with those events, what was beautiful, people turning up to the show in drag yep. or in either as drag queens or drag kings, wearing whatever outfits they wanted to, dressing up or dressing down or, you know, whatever. Yep. And I think it was one of those few moments where you look around the entire room and go, I have a place here. I belong here. These are my people, whether they are allies or part of the rainbow community, you could look around, feel safe and feel accepted and supported. And I think that is a huge moment in, in anyone's life when you can look around and go, there is a space for me here. Interestingly, after the last event, I, I managed to connect with Joan Nielsen and do, a, a, I've done a couple of uh, in-depth interviews and we've talked about the, the history of drag, mm-hmm. uh, which is fascinating in its in its own art form, but you know it's it started what's become uh, a long lasting and, and, and enduring friendship, which is which is really cool. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess she's still a part of what's going to be coming. Oh, oh definitely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joanne will be, will be joining us. Um, she's an incredible performer. Hey, she's. Um Ringmaster, my goodness! I mean, I can only imagine uh, her corralling everybody backstage. But oh, will... she herds them. She yeah. herds the queens, definitely. I'd do what she told me. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's brilliant and so passionate as well about our community and about representation, visibility, and, and advocacy. Um, the work that she's done is is incredible. Because she's put these shows on and helped the performers. Um, for quite some time and these many of the, the the queens who are coming have been working together for a few years yes. have we got the same crowd or are there some new faces we coming? have got a switch out so it's almost all the same queens as last time mm-hmm. but instead of bella yes i can't remember if she went with a last name for her stage name or not bella bloom bella bloom yeah that's right bella bloom is not joining us but spanky jackson yeah. is coming down from Auckland. Um, Wonderful. So we've got Joanne Nielsen, Amanda Lahore, Little Miss Cin- Cinnamon, um, Spanky Jackson, and... And Mia Slapper. Mia. Mia Slapper. Mia Slapper. Mia Slapper. Oh, my goodness. I remember Mia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, th- for very good reasons. Stunning. Um... As an addition, so you've not only, you've still got Coffee with the Queens on the Sunday morning, and that's at what time? It's at 11am at the Ascot. So all of these events are going on at the Ascot. Um, So yeah, we've got Coffee with the Queens on the the Sunday morning, but on the Saturday morning, we've also got Drag Bingo, which is a new addition to this wee lineup. Right, so that's at 11 o'clock as well, and and Drag Bingo. Drag Bingo. Bingo, but run by drag queens. Um, So I'm sure there will be a lot of jokes innuendos the girls love this event they convinced us to put this yes. one on they were like right. if you're gonna do a whole weekend we want drag bingo we're not entirely sure what we're in for to be honest <laughs> i'm excited as well because this will be my first experience of drag bingo i expect to hurt from laughter i mean i think so. that may be a bit so. of a, a, a downside of it you may be in pain that's yeah. that's, yes. that's fine um, i actually also learned recently that a kiwi term for bingo is housey yes oh yeah that was new to me. I'm yeah, like, well, you come from is... the land of bingo maker, so... Exactly, you know. exactly. Um, so with, with bingo, um, it's run by Joanne Nielsen and Little Miss Cinnamon. Um, they are a wonderful team, and I think they're going to make it so much fun. Um, it's open to all ages. It's free, but obviously on the door you buy your bingo cards. Mm-hmm. We've got some amazing prizes up for grabs um, as part of our And if prizes. anybody, any businesses out there want to donate prizes to support this, we would still be keen to hear from you. So please get in touch if you're keen to support our co-papa. 
I want to get into the business end because I want to recognize something. Um, you've got uh, Drag Bingo on Saturday morning at 11, Coffee with the Queens on Sunday morning at 11, the venue's still the ascot. Both these events are free, apart from, as you say, Bridget, the, the bingo cards. The only way that you've been able to do this is with financial support. So who are the organisations that have stepped up? Yeah, well, we have applied for funding. Um, our organisation itself is a, is a charity. We um, we are not-for-profit and stuff, so we've been able to apply to, for funding to a number of different organisations. Most of them, I think, almost entirely were the ones who supported us last time, and they, they were like, yeah, you're worth a gamble again. Why not? Yeah. So we have got the ILT Foundation, We've got the Invercargill Creative Communities. We've got Community Trust South and Rainbow New Zealand Charitable Trust. So they've all been really supportive. Um, we've also been able to put in, you know, a bit of money that we managed to get from general donations that people have given us to support it. Um, we run entirely on donations. Uh, obviously, we apply for grants when we try to do ridiculously oversized big things like <laughs> two drag bingo nights. You sound like you're going to need therapy, Bridget. Uh, I, I find it intense. <laughs> I find uh, that if you decant with the, the right uh, decanted um, uh, rehydration fluid after each event, you'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit slow come Monday, but you know. So the main events themselves at the Escot Friday the first of July and Saturday the second of July. So it's Saturday the second for Drag Bingo, Sunday the third for Coffee with the Queens. The Friday night and the Saturday night from seven thirty are the main shows. There are I think three levels of tickets that people are able to get. Yeah. So we've got premium seating which is seating at tables towards the front of the room where you get a really good view you get some food and some drinks at those tables and those tickets are $60 each um, I know that some businesses have just bought an entire table there's seats 10 around the tables and then a wee bit further back you still get a fabulous view mm -hmm. but though there are some seated ones and they are $25 a seat and for those ones you'll have to get up and walk to the bar and order your drinks and you know you can't you'll survive yes you're yeah, going to be walking to the toilet anyway yeah. at some point. <laughs> and then we have as the sort of backup we have the um some standing ones which i mean it's not strictly speaking standing there are some sort of bars leaners leaning <laughs> yeah yeah those sort of things so dancing and those are 25 dollars as well those so. are the dancing seats <laughs> is that what they are <laughs> let, let me tell you that if you're lucky enough to be sitting in the premium seats you're going to get quite involved in the show um, i have no choice about it yeah. girls really enjoy audience participation <laughs> yes and, and the audience what enjoy watching those who are going through a new experience with that form of participation as well. It's just an absolute scream, and I'm so delighted uh, that Chroma have been able to, to get this underway again. So uh, Friday the 1st, Saturday the 2nd, the big show, Queens Goes South, 7.30 start time at the Ascot, Drag Bingo, 11 o'clock on the Saturday morning at the Ascot, and Coffee of the Queens, Sunday morning, 11 at the Ascot. The Bingo and Coffee of the Queens, both free, uh, but the Bingo pay for your cards tickets for the event itself contact the escort contact yep. the escort that's right um there is a phone number which i can read out if you would like go for it it is 03219930 and talk to the amazing staff at the escort and they will sort you out for tickets mm -hmm. or you can pop along to escort and buy them from there 
Um, and yeah, it's just a really good opportunity to put Karaman's name out there and to let people know we exist because for the rest of the year, we're doing other work supporting our community. So. Recovering. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to, to Blocking up courage to have on. the next one. Yeah, well, I think great. the last one gave you a lot of momentum to get other events happening, which have provided some tremendous Definitely. support in the community. So that was great. Just Congratulations. Word out there, basically, that we exist and stuff, which is cool. And good luck for for spectacular events. Uh, Beth and Bridget, thank you very much for joining us on Radio Southland. Thank you for having us. And look forward to seeing you at Queens Go South. For Radio Southland, I'm Darren Ludlow. Queens Go South on the 1st and 2nd of July. There is uh, the bingo, there is the coffee with the Queens. And of course, earlier on, we talked to Ben Hurley from Seven Days. So great live entertainment coming to Invercargill. Uh, that's what's going on in the arts world. Thanks to Arts Marihiku for their support of Art Is Our Perception. The show is available as a podcast on our Facebook page. Uh, check out Arts uh, Art Is Our Perception, Radio Southland's Facebook page and Twitter account as well. Radio Southland's website, radiosouthland.org.nz. Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us there. You get us automatically delivered to your device each time we uh, do a new interview or two. Uh, and there, if you are an Android user, is the accessmedia.nz app. Now, it's free from Google Play. It's also on the Apple Store. Uh, but once you download it, just make sure you remember to select Radio Southland as your station. And uh, it'll be easier for you to find us. A is where we are at the top. Art is our perception. Thanks to Arts Marihiku for Art is our perception on Radio Southland. I'm Darren Ludlow. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air. Their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz. 